Hello, everyone, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by staff writer Scott Huddleston. He's on the show to talk about the latest on the Alamo Restoration Project. Welcome to the show, Scott. How are you doing today? I'm great, Luis. Good to hear from you. All right, Scott. Well, let's get started. I know there's a lot to cover And before we get into the latest updates, would you mind giving us a brief overview of kind of how everything's transpired to today? Okay, so uh, there's been a plan in the works for seven years to kind of um, re-envision what the Alamo Plaza looks like um, because people go to the site and it's very um, confusing, disorienting in the context of of what actually happened um, during the 1700s mission era and the 1836 siege and battle for Texas independence. So uh, when people visit the Alamo today, they see a church and a rectangular building next to it called uh, the Long Barrack. And the church is is a mission era church um, built as part of the Mission San Antonio de Valero that actually was used as a cannon station in the 1836 battle. Um, and then to the behind the church, there are these you know, beautifully landscaped gardens. Um, but what people don't realize is that the, the battle compound, the main courtyard, um, is, was actually in what now is this urban space, this urban plaza where there are cars and businesses and all kinds of noise is associated with a downtown urban center. So, you know, what the Alamo project is, is attempting to do is to make that plaza kind of a reverent um, a interpretive space for learning and an engagement. And on the west end of the plaza would be a museum. And, and so there's, there's been this long planned vision of, of the three, the three sites together, the museum, the plaza, and the state owned Alamo grounds that would kind of be one large uh, historic site. So you've got, um, basically this unprecedented level of partnership between the city, the state, and the nonprofit Alamo Trust to work together to make this happen. And there's been a ton of concerns over the project, uh, like tribal concerns, traffic concerns. And more recently, there was uh, some political controversy with uh, Councilman Robert Trevino uh, uh, stepping down from position. And could you just tell me more about the the political side of it? Right. Um, so you've broken, you've broken out a couple of, of components um, and areas of consternation for the, for the project. But one of the key issues has been uh, the monument known as the Cenotaph. Um, it was designed in the 1930s for the Texas Centennial, the 100th uh, anniversary, 100-year anniversary of the state. And um, it, uh, it was dedicated in 1940. So it's been in this one location for 80-plus years. The, the Alamo plan sought to move the cenotaph so that there would be a period neutral site that would um, people could go to and, you know, think about this site as being part of a mission um, or they could think of it as, as the battle site. But um, 
removing that moving that that monument to another space in the plaza would have, have allowed for a period neutral site and um, ultimately that proposal to move it was denied by the Texas Historical Commission um, which felt that number one the the monument had its own history associated with the artisanry of 1836 and that also it it was where it needed to be near the long barrack where many of the Alamo defenders died in the battle um, and they also felt that um, there just wasn't a compelling reason to move it and so for those reasons the Texas Historical Commission voted 12 12 to 2 not to move the monument um, at that point, you know, Councilman Roberto Trevino felt that um, the project was was in limbo. And um, with the pandemic and everything going on lately, he felt that um, he would rather, you know, devote his time to getting through the pandemic and, and not necessarily, you know, continuing with the, the project. And so Mayor Ron Nirenberg felt that um, the project needed to move forward, even though that decision had been made regarding the cenotaph, that it was still a viable project and that it could move forward with the cenotaph staying in place. And so he replaced uh, Trevino with Councilwoman Rebecca Villagran as a member of the Alamo Management Committee and also as a tri-chair of the 30-member Alamo Citizen Advisory Committee. Yes, I do remember the cenotaph being a huge point of contention. Thank you for bringing us up to date. So where does the project stand now? Well, apparently um, it, it passed a, a major hurdle in that the Citizen Committee approved a series of statements of um, design assumptions that the Alamo Plaza would not be lowered uh, by 24 inches as had been part of the plan that it would not be um, closed off with handrails as part of an outdoor interpretive space because, you know, the mayor felt that it was, it needed to be a priority to keep the, the plaza functioning um, as an open space that's, you know, provides open access for pedestrians. And so that part of, of the project has changed. Um, as far as, you know, closure of, of the streets to traffic, uh, you know, apparently that's going to be continuing, but it's going to be in a more phased in way. Um, another issue is that they're going to allow um, fiesta parades uh, to, to pass through the plaza, uh, whereas the plan, plan previously did not did not allow that to happen. But the, the current sentiment is that those parades are part of the local you know tradition that needs to continue and so i think that um what what the mayor and the new leadership of the project are trying to do is to um you know walk the, walk the path of least resistance and to try to win people over to the project it's funny, Scott, listening to you talk about the project, it's clear that you've been covering the subject for quite some time. Uh, how long exactly have you been covering the this Alamo project? Well, I've been covering the Alamo since 2006. Um, and, you know, the, the Citizen Committee was first formed in 2014. Um, so that's been seven years. Wow, that's a really long time. Are, are you from San Antonio, Scott? 
Uh, yes, I've lived here um, most of my life and um, have uh, been here since I was a teenager. And um, I've long been interested in the Alamo. And it's really been exciting to learn more about San Antonio history, how it evolved as a colonial village. Um, and, and there's really a whole lot of interesting history to learn about the Alamo prior to the 1836 battle. And part of what this project attempts to do is to um, tell all of those, uh, you know, stories and, and the whole evolution of the site um, as it evolved from a mission to a Spanish military fortress to um, the, the battle compound that we know as the Alamo. And then after that, it was used as a U.S. Army depot, and it became kind of the center of commercial activity. And then, you know, after that, the Daughters of the Republic of Texas um, took what was basically a ne neglected historic site and turned it into the most visited historic place in Texas. Yeah, wow. I I've lived here most of my life. And I didn't know half of what you just told me. Yeah, um, even, even the history of the church is, is fascinating to learn about the church and how it never really got completed because um, it was going to be a stone structure that was supposed to look kind of like the church at Mission Concepcion. But um, the, the roof collapsed and, um, and at some point the mission era kind of, you know, fizzled out and uh, the church never really got completed, and that's why it didn't have a roof in 1836, and that's how it was able to function as a cannon station. My next question, I'm, I'm, I'm asking more to you as a journalist. How do you organize yourself with a story as complex as this one that, that needs historical context, political context, logistical context? How do you uh, go about organizing yourself to tell a story like this? Well, it's been difficult during the pandemic because I haven't been working um, at the building and normally we would be just about a block away from the Alamo. And so um, I'm not able to, to walk down and take a look at, at the site, you know, like I normally would every now and then. But um, I, to me, it's twice hallowed ground because you had people who lived and died and were buried there. And that happened even before there was a battle. So um, to me and to a lot of people, it's a very special place for a lot of different reasons. I think this is a good place to, to end it. I really appreciate your incredibly detailed reporting. Uh, you really know your stuff, Scott. Thanks for being on the show, and I hope to have you on again soon. Oh, I'd love that. Thank you, Luis. 